Hello everyone, welcome back to Positive Minds with Stephen Akindayomi. In today's episode, I'll be talking about putting God first. Before we get into the business of today, I'm going to use this opportunity to congratulate you into the last week of 2020. And this week as well is the last week into a new year. As this week ushers into 2021, I pray that coming year will be a blessing unto us. We will achieve more, we will celebrate together, and I will come to celebrate with you. And I hope you will not fail to invite me and I will be waiting for your invitation. And I cannot wait to give you my own invitation because I'm expecting come 2021, it's going to be a great year. I've come to realize God has chosen the poor of this world who are rich in faith. In the book of James 2, 14, 26, the writer demonstrated living faith in loving action. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your action? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say, goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you, you don't give that person any food or clothes. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself is not enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. To fail in the most simple good work toward a brother or sister in need demonstrates that one does not have a living faith. And we can only be saved by a living faith in Jesus. In this episode, I will be discussing how do we put God first in everything we do. Some say it's by prayer. Some say it's by fasting or is it by showing the fruit loving in action. Stay tuned and as we continue on today's episode. Good day everyone, I hope you are all doing great today and I hope you had a good Christmas time with loved ones. What a privilege to be having you again and we are in the last week of the year. Can you imagine starting 2020 just like yesterday? In few days time we are going to be in the year 2021 and I can see a brighter year ahead. I prophesy into your life that coming year will be good. You will achieve more, we will celebrate together in Jesus' name. Like they say, at the end of every tunnel, there is a light. Can I tell you something? I've come to realize that the light after the tunnel is actually you. It's not the brightness from the sky, it's not the light from the sun, but the light outside the tunnel is you. Remember, coming in through a tunnel, you are coming from a light. But what you are going through, what you've been through, what have you learned from that? What have you changed yourself to be? Those mistakes, have you transformed them into an opportunity? Those goals, are you carrying them along? But it's now time for you to begin to fulfill all those promises. It's now and the time for you to start living those lives, living it purposefully. And I hope and I believe we shall win and overcome 2021. Many people miss out on receiving the blessing God has planned for them simply because they do not put him first. How do you, what, 
or who is your own force? How about you? What or who is first in your life? As this week ushers into a new year, promise to be better you and learn to put God first in everything you do. First are important to God. Remember in the beginning, there was nothing and the Bible recorded in the beginning, there was nothing and God made everything out of nothing. So don't be a doubting Thomas. Whatever you see now is just temporary. Even in the first commandment, God said, You shall have no other gods before me. You want to be ahead of everything else in your life. You want to, you want you to put him before your church, before your job, before your money, your team, even your spouse and children. You want to be your number one priority. When we put God first in our life, we accept his direction, we experience joy and happiness. When we make him a priority in our life, there is a purpose for each of us here on earth. And a reason for our being here is to put him first. Giving God the first priority enables us to experience peace in our life. And not putting God first is like you trying to button your shirt incorrectly. If you get the first button wrong, all the other will be wrong. The good news is when you get the first button right, all the other will line up too. As you put God first, everything else in your life will begin to line up as well. Jesus Christ says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what will you wear? Is life no more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the bed of the hair. They do not sow or reap, or sow away in the barn, and yet your heavenly Father feed them. Are you not much more valuable than them? Can any one of you, by worry, add a single hour to, to his life? Jesus Christ further said, And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flower of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor has dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothed the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You of a little faith, Jesus Christ asks. So, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Jesus is not saying that it is wrong to work for food, shelter, clothes. He just wants us to keep our priority straight. He wants our heart to be set on the spiritual internal rather than on the physical that are temporary. When we put his kingdom and internal team force, God assures us that we will have the other things we need. In the book of Isaiah 58, because of our time, I will not go into the Bible. But for those that did not read, know about 
Isaiah 58. You can take your Bible at your spare time, study it, read it, and meditate on it. People ask, why did our prayer go unanswered? The Lord exposed shallow worship of his people. God speak loudly and directly. His people need to hear their transgression. But we they hear. The people of Isaiah days had the same problem as the Pharisee of Jesus' day. They trusted in empty ritual. Apart from the spiritual reality, real fasting, fasting that is patterned with real repentance, and it is not only about image, has great power before God. But God sees through the hypocrisy of empty religious ritual, including fasting. In Jesus' parable of the Pharisee and the publican, he told the self-righteous Pharisee, made a special point to say, I fast twice a week. And if you are still in a doubt how to put God first. Another great example is in the book of James. 1 James 4.20 says, Whoever claims to love God, yet it's a brother or sister, is a liar. But whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. It is often easier for someone to proclaim his love for God because that regards a private relationship with an invisible God. But John rightly insists that our claim of loving God is false if we do not also love our brother and that this love must be seen. One may be a spiritual doubt because one lacks love. One may know the word, may never miss a service, may pray fervently, and may demonstrate gift of the Spirit. Yet in it all, that one may be like Cain, offering to God the fruit of his hands and not the fruit of the Spirit. By this crucial measure, Jesus said in John 13, 35, that what could measure our status as disciples by the measure of our love for one another. By this, all we know that you are my disciple if you have love for one another. I know we've been told that putting God first is to wake up early in the morning, be the first to talk to, pray to God, read your Bible. I know we've been told to fast and pray. But the truth of the matter, a man can pray, a man can fast, but today practice love by loving their neighbor. Someone can finish praying and end up cursing someone after prayer. And James is trying to tell us, how can you love a God you have not seen when you cannot love your brother and sister that you can see? Jesus gave us another angle to put God first. We can also learn how to love God by loving people. One might say, I want to love God more. I want to grow in my love for Him. But how can I love a God who is invisible? God will say to us, learn to love me whom you cannot see by loving my children whom you can see. For those that did not know, 
the story of Good Samaritan in the book of Luke 10, 25 to 37. There was a traveler that was robbed by thieves and attacked him. They beat him and they stripped him naked and he was just lying by the roadside. Let's go to the scripture and read it together. A lawyer approached Jesus Christ and behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, saying to Jesus, Who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answers, said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who striped him off his cloth, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw this man, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil on him, and he set him on his own donkey brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? He said, He will show mercy on him. Then Jesus said to the lawyer again, Go and do likewise. Are you doing likewise? It is a question we need to ask ourselves. In Matthew 25, Jesus demonstrated another angle in putting God first. He said, The sheep and the goat will be separated. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glory throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separated the sheep and the goats. He will put the sheep on his right hand, and the goat on the left hand. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my Father, Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you visited me. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. Even when I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will ask, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, 
or taste it or give you something to drink? When did we see you, a stranger, and invite you? Or when were you in need? When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? Then the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. Are you doing likewise? Is a question we need to answer ourselves. Jesus Christ never said your prayer will take you to heaven, neither your Bible reading or your service in this church. Most cases, Jesus Christ have even used the people that claim they are spiritual wise to justify their spiritual blindness. Example is the story of the Samaritan, the priest, and the Levite. They thought they were doing the right thing because they might have been rushing to church to do their normal routine with God. And a stranger that was named just as Samaritan was now tagged to a church or nothing, but is a man that has a kind heart. And all he, can, he could do was to give a hand to this man that had been beaten by the thieves. So by now, I know you know who your neighbors are. By now, I know you know how to put God first by taking care of your own neighbors. And remember what the book of James said. Imagine if a brother or sister come to you and they are naked. Don't tell them, go and it is well with you. It is a common word that we hear when people use it to discharge people and say it is well with you, God will provide. If you believe God can provide and if you have it in your hand, why can't you render that help? According to the thinker of the day, the priests and the Levi were neighbor to the man who has been beaten and robbed, but they didn't act like a neighbor at all. Jesus allowed the parable to answer the lawyer question and guide the application. I am to love my neighbor and my neighbor is the one who other might consider my enemy. My neighbor is the one with a need right in front of me, just as I said in my intro, living faith in loving action. The world would be a chain plane if every Christian attended to the sorrow that are playing before them. Many, even most people don't have this kind of love for God or others. How then will they receive eternal life? How? Your service, your fasting, your prayer, your tithes. This doesn't mean running after every need that might present itself. After all, the Samaritan did not establish a hospital for unfortunate traveler. But it does mean a concern for the ones playing before us in both social and spiritual needs. In conclusion, I remember many years ago, around 2013, I was rushing to church because I was supposed to open the church and I was speeding so fast above the speed limit set by the government. I live in the UK and I was approaching a bend. I didn't know there was a police camera and I was caught and I was stopped for speeding 
above 50 miles per hour. Not that I was only delayed to get to church for the time I was trying to cover. I got fine of 200 pounds. I got a point on my license that could have caused me to stop driving. What did I gain or learn from this? God taught me a lesson that day. God is not caged and is not in a place or in a house. God is with me everywhere I go. I'm waking up with him, I'm sleeping with him, I'm going with him. Me rushing to church that day will mean nothing to God by breaking the law of the land. I got punished for it and I've learned my lesson. And I hope you can use that as an example. That day I realized I wasn't pleasing God, but I was only pleasing men. Because I don't want to be told up by maybe the pastor, the church authority or people that say, oh, maybe why was I late? To me, my lesson and what I took from it that day and has helped me to stop pleasing people or living for people. No day is accidental or incidental. No acts are random or wasted. Look at Jesus Christ, but for example, like we just finished celebrating Christmas, it was because of a king who was born. But in the time of Jesus Christ, before he came to to this world, a king under a censor. Joseph, his father, was forced to travel. Mary, his mother, ran as a ladybug and put on the donkey. The hotel that they were supposed to get to was full and she was pregnant. The hour was late, but they got there late. The event was one big hassle, yet out of it all, hope was born. Finally, dear friend, expand your mind. Take some time to do a little old-fashioned book reading. Connect with old friend, someone who you have not seen in a quite some time. Try to absorb positive energy and open your spiritual horizon. It is a perfect day to re-establish that lost bond. It is that time of the year again. Time to re-evaluate what you've done wrong and what you've done right. If you want to be truly successful, physically, spiritually, mentally, in every way, financially, to own your own destiny, you can't just wait and hope. You have to create it. If it is for you to send a few words, a text or email of how you doing to a distance friend or even a gift or a card, Share most details of what you've done recently. Share your time with him and things that he might have missed out of. You don't have to hate no one to put God first. You can't hate someone and say you love God. Remember even the Lord's prayer. Say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, that we be done as it in heaven. Give all these days our daily bread as we forgive it's then for that same. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You cannot be holding grudges or burden or unforgiveness and expect God to hear your own prayer. It is not possible. And I hope you learn how to put God first by treating your brother, your neighbor, your sister, 
people around you just as equal. And I can tell you, this kind of blessing that will shower upon your life, you will be amazed. Please don't miss out of God's inheritance. Don't miss out of God's blessing. I'm not saying you should not pray. I'm not saying you should not fast. But the main purpose, the first step of putting God forth is to love your neighbor as yourself. And I pray that God Almighty will reward your action today in Jesus' name. Thank you once again for joining me in this episode. I can't wait to hear from you. You can always drop your comment after anywhere you're listening from. If you need to send me a direct message, please visit my website, stevenakindayomi.com and you can use the contact form and send, send me direct message. You can DM me on any social media that you can reach me on and I'll be glad to respond to you as soon as possible. Thank you and I remain your host. Stephen Akindayomi. Bye for now and stay blessed. Be positive.